Hey, you've reached Trevor. Trevor Beggs, a.k.a. Begsy, a.k.a. Big Daddy Beggs. Do your thing after the beat. Trevor, call me back, okay? I, I sinned last night. I sinned. I did it. I did what I said I would never do again, but I had to do it because I- I'm just Kyle Bound. And, and again, Trevor, Trevor, I'm stressed out. I got I to gotta buy Christmas gifts. It's, it's ironic because it's the only thing I'm really stressed out about right now because sports are, sports are different. Sports are different. I, I think I'm happy again. Call me back. Trevor, Trevor, Trevor. Thanks for calling me back, bro. I was waiting for a long time. Yeah, you know, I, I have a habit of doing that to you, but I uh, appreciate your patience, man. It's nice to, uh, nice that you picked up my call, man, even though I leave you jerking off for Oh, a wow. Good, How'd you do that? How'd you do that? I swear to you, we're brothers, because that's, that's what I wanted to talk to you about, man. I, I broke the rule last night, dude. I watched porn. Okay, here, here's the wow. thing, though. And I think I was just celebrating, you know, great weekend, great times, and... Yeah. I made it to the fantasy football playoffs, five of six. Canucks won four straight. The Packers beat the Bears. Yo, I was living, yo. I was about to pop a bottle of champagne, but I popped something else. Yo, I thought about you, not going to lie, afterwards, afterwards, not during, and I'm not sorry. I'm not sorry. It is what it is. What are the chances that you start off talking about jerk? Come on, man. We brothers, man. You knew it. You knew. You felt it. I did feel it, man. When you pop a system, man, I know. I had that sense. I have oh, that bro that's... sense. That, that's something else. That's something else. Yo, Christmas in a couple weeks. Uh, we talked about, you know, you getting your daughter that that rocking horse chair thingy. We also talked about getting your daughter absolutely nothing because she's not going to remember anyways. Ha- have you made your decision? Like, come on, save some money. Let's go. Oh, yeah. I'm, I'm staring at the rocking horse right now in my, in my house. So <laughs> it's uh, too late, man. Wait, what? Too late. Have you wrapped it up? Does she know she's getting? Like, what's going on? No, no. I just did it in the box still, but she, she can't walk. So she, she wouldn't be able to even look inside if she wanted to. Yeah, yeah. I think that's a waste of money. Not gonna lie, yo. She she ain't gonna remember yeah. shit. You know when she, when she's like what? twelve years old, thirteen years old, and she gets mad at you for the first time, you think she's gonna remember this fucking rocking horse chair? No way, dude. That thing's gonna yeah, be in the garage in four months. Hey man, you know what? What's uh, what's Christmas if you're not just racking up your credit card bill? Need <laughs> man. That's that's just me, man. Yeah, for the people, man. For the people, yo. Uh, what do you want for Christmas? Ooh, that's a great question. It is. Uh, I want the Canucks to hire an analytically minded and progressive GM. I think, I think that's what the organization needs to balance out kind of the old school guy Jim Rutherford. And look, he was saying all the right things in the press conference today. I think what probably caught my eye, along with other people, were the fact that he's got up to forty GM candidates that he wants to go through still. So I think a lot of people were just making the assumption that he's going to bring in one of his old guys. And, you know, he still might do that. But, you know, some of those names, obviously, like Jason Carmanos and Jason Botterill. Uh, lots of Jasons, apparently. Um, but, yeah, it's, that's that's kind of what I want from the Canucks. So maybe it won't happen by Christmas. It probably won't. Uh, but that's what I'm looking for. Someone like an Eric Tolsky or Chris McFarland, those are popular names. But yeah, someone progressive, someone analytically minded to kind of balance out the old hockey guy in, in Jim Rutherford. I thought you were going to say that you wanted more transparency Transparency, sorry, when it came came to uh, a former Vancouver Canuck and that in that case, Jake Vertanen and these sexual assault allegations. You know, that, that was a big question today during the pressure and uh, I, I guess the re- 
the reviews based on Aquilini's response are kind of like 50-50. Like, why does he have to answer it? They did their thing. They did a private investigation. They cut Jake for and blah, blah, blah. And some people just want more information because, again, they hired a private firm to do more info. And I guess, you know, people feel obliged to want to know more. Uh, what's your stance on that? Yeah, I mean, I I do think there's a thirst for information there. And I think eventually it will be public information mm-hmm. if it goes to the courts. And, you know, it's my point of view is probably that, you know, without being an absolute legal expert on this, on this is that it does kind of have to go through the legal system. I mean, it's not, you know, you, you toe the line between tampering with an investigation. If there is an ongoing investigation, which which is what we've heard unless something else came about today. So, yeah, I think we all want to know what happened. But my curiosity is, like, you know, if he does get found guilty or if he does go to the courts, like, the dude's in Russia right now. (laughs) What's going to happen? Is he just ever going to come back to D.C.? Or is he just going to... He seems to keep through Russia, you know? A little rough around the edges. Um, He's probably a little too friendly and and naive for Russia. But, uh, yeah, it seems like he's having a good time over there. Kind of see the day for and goals pop up on, on Twitter every couple of weeks. So uh, he's making his money and he's hiding from his problems in a faraway land. It's, um, yeah, I mean, I think we all want answers, but I, I'm not going to, I wouldn't expect them. And I, I understand why the Canucks don't want to answer them, mm-hmm. especially if there's an investigation on them. Oh, 100%. It just, it just one of those questions. It, you know, I think it was asked for many reasons because, again, some of the knowledge has been public. The knowledge of a private investigator outside of the law force doing their thing has been public. So people, you know, they feel as if there's information to be had. And I also think it was kind of asked because because it's the media versus Francesco Aquilini. Yeah. <laughs> uh, Francesco just loves himself a good old battle. Eh? It's mm-hmm. even like happy days in Vancouver again. And uh, do you want to stir it up? I'm not going to lie. I read an interview with uh, Pierre Lebrun of The Athletic today and it did not give me an overwhelming sense of confidence about uh, <laughs> what's going on behind the scenes. Yeah. Like, he, he just, the way he came off in that interview, and if you have an athletic description, I got to go check it out. Not, not to pump the athletic or anything, but... Uh, not pump it. it they do made, a good job, man. Pump it. They do, go, they go, do. go subscribe to The Athletic, okay? <laughs> but he just, he just came off as uh, <laughs> indecisive, spoiled rich boy. Reckless. Just, like, can't keep his hands of this, this hockey team. Yeah. That's what it sounded like to me. Yeah. Aquilini is reckless. Let's be real. He, he's, a, he's a reckless. Okay? He, he does want his hands all over this organization. He does want to be, in my opinion, also a part of the news cycle as well. He, he wants to be noticed as a dude that's making yeah. not only the calls because he's the fucking billionaire owner, but he's so, he's so in love with wanting to make the right call when it comes to this team, the Vancouver Canucks. And he has to prove not only himself right, but a lot of people wrong. And... I'm kind of on the boat with you. I, I don't know if I really fuck with the recklessness and the immediacy of everything that's been happening over the past week after Benning got fired. I do understand that they did need someone there because moves do kind of have to be made this year if the team, you know, I know they've won four straight, but still, they, they got a long way to climb. There's a good real possibility that this team is going to be a seller. And Stan Smeal's not making those trades. They needed a veteran presence there to do what they got to do to move this franchise forward. They kind of had to make a move. But everything else, on top of that, when it comes to, like, uh, the impatience that he's sort of showing, whether it be that interview with LeBron or just that tweet is, I don't know. It's, it's, is it the Vancouver Canucks or the Vancouver Aquilini's real talk? 
it's, it's weird. Oh, it, it's the Vancouver Aquilinis for sure. And I, I think one thing that kind of struck me about that conversation uh, with the athletic was he, he talked about this new, uh, the hiring the new GM process. And uh, another thing I found interesting today is that Jim Rutherford never knew who Jonathan Wall and Chris Gear were. You know, like, so that was obviously Aquilini wow. uh, making the call there. Wow. Um, but when he talked about hiring a new GM, he mentioned that basically now, like, you know, this last week we had the dream team, right? It was, it was Chris Hughes, Dan Smeal, Jonathan Wall, the Sabine Twins, Ryan Johnson, uh, being a bit facetious, of course. But now the new dream team is Jim Michael Doyle, who was hired as uh, president of Cox Sports and Entertainment in August. And then it's Francesco, his brothers, and his dad. Like, how fucking old is Luigi, Luigi Aquilini? <laughs> He's involved in this process, too. And I'm yeah. just, like, ripping my hair out going, like, this This is the dream team now? Well, then, I- you know, it, it, it's these rich owners and then a couple guys who've been with the organization for less than six months. <laughs> yeah, and, you know, I'll say this. Aquilini and the Canucks didn't just grab another pushover. I don't think Jim Rutherford's going to be a pushover. I think he's going to have more... Uh, no. More balls than Jim Benning. I don't think he's gonna allow Aquilini to do much. To be honest, I really don't. I really don't. I think it's gonna be Rutherford's moves going forward, which was very important because the last thing this team needed was Aquilini being on top of a GM that had again. We, I think I always did say that Benning had like these stones, like these balls, because he kept making like weird moves all the time and he was kind of reckless. But in my opinion, he just couldn't say no to Aquilini. Like he felt the pressure to always do something because ticket sales. Real talk, ticket sales, ticket sales, ticket sales, merch sales, and it blew up in their face because Benning wasn't able to perform under pressure. I don't think that's going to be the case with Rutherford. Yeah. I think he's going to be more calm, cool, and collected moving forward with this team, and that's what they needed. But, hey, you know what? No more hockey talk, okay? No more hockey talk. Can't do it. Can't do it. I'm, okay, in, the fan- okay. I'm in the fantasy football playoffs like I talked about. I-, I said it. I said it yesterday. I think I'm probably the most entertaining fantasy football GM in the fucking world. Real talk. Real talk. And I'm, I'm saying this to all the people in my league. Give me my money in tens, okay? Give me my money in tens. I want stacks. I want stacks. I want y'all to pay for Christmas gifts this year. And it's going to happen. It happened one year. It happened one time like three years ago. It's a really good feeling. Imagine that. Buying people gifts because you won in fantasy football, you know? And I think it's going to happen again yeah. this year. Trevor, you didn't win this year. You didn't really do much this year in the world of fantasy football. But I'm curious to see no, how you real. did in the betting world because I know you've been hammering that and playing nope that nope. was a bad year too so, yeah. so you're, I was losing, out by week you're losing money in fantasy you're losing money betting on football every sunday how much like, do you love your daughter you know what i'm saying okay let, let, let me tell you my strategy for sports betting so every year when nfl season starts i, I sign up on a new platform i get that bonus that two hundred dollars two hundred fifty dollars free bonus mm-hmm. so i can i can safely say i've, I've never lost a penny of my own money betting on football. Wow. Fantasy fantasy is a different story, but I'm actually still up. So I've been in a paid league for three years. I, I got third place last year, so that's basically get your money back. I got second place last year, so I won a couple hundred bucks. And then I lost this year. So I'm still up in fantasy. And then, yeah, with the football betting, my rule is, yeah, once I'm, once I'm down to the last penny of... Or, sorry, I, I'll backtrack a bit. I basically, once I get my free money, I pull out... The money I originally put in, and, and then bet with free money, and then if that goes to zero, which is this year, then I then I'm just done. You you can't go to jail for that, right? There's no way. There's no way. <laughs> Yo, well, that, we'll find out. No, no, that that sounds smart. That sounds smart. And you got to be smart in this thing called life. And uh, I'm glad you know your daughter's not paying the uh, the dues of your 
I'm not going to say your gambling addiction, but it sounds like you suck at this thing called sports betting, to be honest. Yeah, I was pretty good last year, but I've, I've, been, I've been dog shit this year. Although, me, me and a friend go in at a local pub. Uh, basically, just pick the winner shit up every week. And if you win the week, you win like 800 bucks. We won a week this year for the first time in a few years. So, I guess I'm up overall this year because of that. But uh, yeah, it was overall, it was pretty sad week to week for me, fantasy athletic wise. Mm-hmm, 100%. And I talked about, you know, wanting some free money from the homies so I could buy some gifts. I thought I thought about this on my drive over here, okay? Dude, I got to I gotta still buy gifts. And oh, me I'm too. cuffed. Sorry. I'm cuffed. I'm doing that thing. I got to buy... I gotta buy lady gifts this year. Like this is this is stressful. I didn't. It's only twelve days left. There's only twelve days left. I know you barely know, you know, my my other best friend, Trevor. But what what should I get her? Man, I think. I mean, I always love getting candles. I also candles. like <laughs> candles. Yeah, candles so just like good. she gonna open up a whole bunch of candles. That's what I'm gonna get her. Yeah. Like. Yeah, like just like six different candles. Fuck a gift card, just get her six different candles. Like, fuck, like you know, some ju- something nice, something beautiful. Just fuck it, get her some candles. I like that too, yo. I like yeah, that too. I mean, That's a smart idea. You, I would like that you, gift. You know, you're real good at me, man. But I think candles is always good. Candles, because then okay, you know, maybe she's by, maybe she's home by herself without you, and then she wants to light that candle. Mm, and she's, there and you she's go. Yeah. Okay, great. Okay, great. If you listen to this, you're getting candles because of Trevor Beggs, okay? You go open up, you go wake up, Christmas, first Christmas together, and you're going to get candles. I can't. I'm not going to lie, though. It, it can be stressful. You know, I went to Homestead last year, mm-hmm. and I was like, oh, I'm going to get a couple candles for, for my wife. Yeah. And, you know, there's like a whole fucking row of like, I don't, I'm kidding you not, like three to 400 candles. And I was, dude, I, I was like, mm-hmm. my head was spinning. I was like, I'm supposed to know what smell. I'm smelling all these candles, and after a while, they all start smelling the same. I was yeah, just like, that I would happen. Like, that would happen. It was uh, that was stressful. So, uh, word, word of caution: if you don't have a candle, left. if I get my if if the only gift I get my girl is candles on our first Christmas, it's over. It's yeah. over, dude. Are you serious? You need, you are need you serious? You need variety. Our parents man. are just like, yo, what, what what your man get you some candles? Like, what the fuck? What the uh, fuck, dude? You probably you probably best with like some yeah. You gotta get some probably some some jewelry in there, some earrings, you know. I don't even. Maybe, oh yeah. man, dude. Yeah. Oh man, cat, you the worst. I'm not, I'm not. I'm not. I'm not a great gift giver, to be honest. Obviously, I thought you were gonna say something else. I thought you know you could say like a spa treatment or something. You know, something luxurious. You said candles, dog. The only gift. Get her six candles. That's if you, want, if you want to go real cheesy, I don't know if you. I don't know if you have the ability to do this, but if, I, if I'm feeling real cheesy, I do like a photo album. Uh, like a photo album, yeah. something specific. No, we don't. We don't really have photos, man. Like I'm not really like a photo dude, to be honest. Maybe, maybe you should just get a photo album. This would be creepy as fuck. You should just like grab photos of her and Photoshop <laughs> yourself in all the photos, right? And make a Christmas <laughs> card. You know, I'm gonna write a nice card, yo. Fuck yeah, there you go. Candles yeah, and a nice card, and yeah. What a time! Uh, yeah, what a, a love time letter, to be man. Like. There you go. I, I forgot about that. I've done a couple love letters in the past. Love letters. Yeah, oh, yeah. dude, man. You're a good writer. I'm a good writer. I could do it. You know, I could write some good letters, yeah. man, for real. Sometimes I, like, I think there's a reason why I don't get any love letters is because, like, mine, mine just slap too much. Like, it's intimidating to write me a fucking love letter, you know, because they fucking slap when they come from me. And it's funny because back in the day when I was a lot younger, I used to get Sharuk to write me uh, <laughs> the love letters that I would, you know, hand off. 
Crazy, was right? Would, would write the love oh, he's a, he's an artist. And you would claim them yeah, as your dude. own. Yeah, dude, of course. Like, wow. I, yeah, of course. Damn, you pay him for that or what? No, no, no. That was me? way back in the day, way back in the day. I was a smart kid, you wow. know? I was a smart kid. But, yo, I'm going to watch the rest of this game. I think Arizona just recovered the onside kick. You should watch the last 50, 40 seconds. And, yeah, oh, you know, if, um, I don't got a girl in a week and a half because all I got her was fucking candles. <laughs> Blame Begsy. Blame Begsy, yo. Peace out, yo. Happy holidays. <laughs>